0: Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally.
1: Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a collective of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today
0: we're talking about finding your soul's purpose with our friend and collaborator, Pamela Ballardo.
1: Now, Pamela is a mom of three boys and a military spouse. Born and raised in Moncton, Canada, and now living in the US, Pamela is an entrepreneur, master esthetician, founder of the nonprofit organization Mission Wonder Women, publisher of Women Who Do Wonders Magazine, skincare developer, event creator, podcaster, cleft lip warrior, and athlete. And wow, an amazing woman all around. Her mission is to spotlight and inspire women to start fearing less and know they are capable of anything. We are ready for an impactful conversation today. Please help us welcome Pamela Bellotto.
2: Hi, Pam. Thank you for having me, ladies.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> it's so good to see you and hear you. We can see you, but for our,
1: <laughs> our guests to hear you, we are thrilled to have you on today. We Thank are. Me. Oh, and we're just, we've done so much great work together. Um, so we're excited for our listeners to learn more about you and the work that you do. Um, we love connecting with as many women who support other women. This is what we're all about. So lots to get to you today. And such a great topic today. So, thank you for being here.
2: Well, thank you. It's uh, nice and cloudy here in uh, Florida, but I'm thinking of all of you up in Canada. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> all right. So, we're going to get started right at the very beginning because we're talking about finding your soul's purpose. Your journey has obviously led you to many different avenues, but you are living your passion and your purpose. So we want to start with our first question. What led you to starting on this journey to empowering other women and got you to where you are now?
2: Uh, It's a long story, but I'm not going to take you all through that. Maybe one day, maybe one day when you read my book, um, (laughs) whenever that comes out. But um, my passion really derives from, um, as you mentioned in the bio, um, you know, born and raised in Moncton, Canada, I've been fortunate to live around the world, be immersed in so many different cultures and around different Uh, women and different religions. And it's just been extraordinary. And I feel very fortunate to have lived that life. Um, We'll talk uh, maybe later on a little bit about my experience in the Middle East, but I did live in the Middle East. And one of the things that I remember most, I think that was most heartfelt was witnessing the women's right to vote in 2005 for Kuwaiti women. Um, that was pretty extraordinary for me. And, um, since then I've been really doing so much for women empowerment, um, whether that was through my past, I call it my past life because I was once a medical esthetician. Um, but doing that job was working with women every day, talking with women and listening to their stories. And, um, yeah. And then after, You know, many years going by and, uh, you know, starting doing events for women of the military after becoming military spouse um, that also started to fuel that bigger fire. And then sitting back and thinking, I have such an amazing network of incredible women around the world that I've been fortunate to meet. Why am I not? doing something with that. Why am I not sharing their stories? Because we need to hear everybody's stories. We, you know, we're living in our little bubbles and our, wherever we're living in, you know, for us and for you in Canada, for me here in the US, but it's, you know, why not hear the stories of those extraordinary women on the other side of the world? And yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing and that's what you guys do. So that's why I love you so much.
0: Oh, it's, it's, you're such an advocate and, and you're so right. When you are opened up to all these different experiences, it makes you so much more open and, um, you know, sharing those experiences. Is, it's such a, I, I love what you do and it's its such a wonderful mm-hmm. thing that what you do in terms of sharing these stories. I would love to know more about your experience in the Middle East. You said you were there for a decade and I know just from myself living abroad, it's such an an empowering experience to meet people from different cultures and, and see things done in a different way. It's, it's, I'd love to learn more about how that shaped your life today.
2: That was a huge uh, game changer in who I was as a person and who I've become. Um, I mean, I moved there. I lived in London prior. um, So I worked I love saying I, I worked in Notting Hill and oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved that experience but lived there for a little bit and then we moved to the Middle East I was 22 years old I was wow. a baby baby and um, I really didn't know the culture when I moved there I was so coming from Moncton Canada like I was in my little Moncton bubble but here I was moving to the Middle East to this whole new everything. Um, And I lived at that time with my in-laws when we first moved there and and my mother-in-law didn't speak English. So I was put in this situation where I want to talk to her. I want to, you know, sit and learn from her. And that forced me really quick um, just to learn the language. So I went to university um, to night classes to learn um, how to speak Arabic. Um, But the funny thing was, is I, I, was learning classical Arabic. And if anybody knows the difference, there's a big difference between classical Arabic and actually what people speak, which is the, um, each country has their own sort of dialect. But anyway, I, I immersed myself in that, learned the language, started working uh, for clinics and, and, uh, Um, different hospitals over there. um, And it got me to really start speaking to women and learning about women. And we had a lot of women from Saudi that would come over um, and do treatments and things. And they, you know, were fully covered. You know, you only see their eyes when they come in, but then when they, the door closes, they take everything off and they're the most, um, most beautiful women. And you just have the most extraordinary conversations. And so that was, I, I, that impacted me tremendously, especially as a young woman. Um, and then, you know, I lived through quite a few things there. Um, the, I witnessed 9-11 from there, um, which was really scary. I also, uh, lived there in 2003 during Operation Iraqi Freedom. So when there were threats of chemical weapons, um, yeah. you know, we were told to either evacuate or find gas masks or wow. figure out what we needed to do, uh, create shelters. Of course, I was very stubborn. <laughs> All my family back home were like, Pam, you've got to come home. Cause my son was only one year old at the time. And, uh, I wouldn't leave cause my ex-husband wouldn't leave. Um, he didn't want to leave his family and, uh, I just didn't leave. I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back to Canada and then watch it from the other side of the world. So I built a shelter in my house. So wow. um you know fill my bathtub with water, um, put a bed for the baby. Um and every time the sirens would go off which meant a missile was coming over. Luckily all of them got intercepted other than one. Um but uh yeah, it was uh, I can't even explain the anxiety that I had at that time, I never experienced anxiety like I did at that time. And um, but that, that totally shaped me as well, because I was, you know, growing up in Moncton, Canada, there was nothing like that, you could even possibly imagine that would ever happen. But to actually go through that, um, makes you a whole other person, and it builds some thick skin on you. So I just, I feel like, I was able to go through a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. Um, I discovered how to be an entrepreneur out of my kitchen in Kuwait. Um, and then I took that, and that's when I had gone back to Canada after my divorce. Um, so I am so grateful for my time in the Middle East. Yeah. All the good, bad, all of it. Yeah. And when you
0: are thrown into the thick of it like that, in terms of a really immersed and living with a family in, in a culture like that, it's so alien to start off with. You get to experience so many incredible things. I'm sure, sh- I'm sure I, it, it sounds wonderful. Although yeah. obviously there's a lot of negative
1: as well that goes with it, but. Um, a lot of, just a lot of depth though. Like I can't yeah. wait to, to read your book because clearly <laughs> there are um, so many intricacies that, you know, we can only go through so much here, but you must just have, just a whole world of different views on, yeah. on everything that, that I can imagine the shaping that it had done. So, and being a new mom, can we talk about that for just a, a little bit? So you were a, a young new mom with a one-year-old going through that. Well, how did that get to where you are now? Because, you know, life has changed a lot since then.
2: Oh, it's changed so much. Um, You know, my, my son was a year old when the war Started with uh, Operation yeah. Rocky Freedom, and uh, yeah, I was just—I I, honestly, I can't even—I think back, and you know, you, you think back now, and I'm like, I was—I was so crazy. I should have been out of there, and you know, but in the moment, um, yeah. I just the right thing to do was for me to stay with my family. Um, but I don't know. I just you know, because you think back, and you're like, I should have you know, better protected my my son, um, but I didn't, even though I was in the middle of a war and I had a shelter and all of that, um, I kind of felt like, I think we were going to be okay. So, mm. um, but now, I mean, my eight-year-old, he has never, I mean, experienced anything remotely like that Right when he's yeah. out in the living room playing VR, you know, so he's in his own little world, but um, I don't know, it's just my I've been a mom in Kuwait. I've been a mom back in Canada after my divorce. I was a single mom um, because after my divorce, I took my kids and went back to to Canada. And that's when I I started my store as a single mom. So that was a whole new experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've experienced that. So I feel like I'm relatable to other women in that aspect. Um, I've talked before about, you know, at one point, sitting on the floor and this is getting really um makes me kind of emotional when I think back, but I remember sitting on the floor one day and rolling coins because I was waiting for a check to come in. And mm-hmm. I mean I was coming back I was coming from a life where I really had anything I wanted in Kuwait. Um, but sometimes when you think everything you want, it really isn't everything you want. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. why I had gone back to Canada. But I remember sitting there rolling those quarters and looking at my kids and thinking, What in the world am I doing? And what am I gonna do? And and I'll tell you that it was it wasn't long after that where I moved full force. And I was, I became, you know, that full-blown entrepreneur and I was starting my brick and mortar and doing and just learning all the things I needed to learn. And I think that was the transition moment of being a single mom, needing to kick myself into high gear and being like, you know, I've got so many skills and I've got to really do do something with it. And my kids and I know my kids have that drive now. And I instill that in them um, to be the best versions of themselves and know that they're just capable of anything. But, but yeah, it was that rolling Col- quarter moment I keep going back to. And um, yeah. as wow. a
0: that's and powerful.
2: powerful. Yeah,
0: that's really powerful. And it brings us to the fact that you have the, your foundation to, as well, the Mission Wonder Women, which is set up to help survivors. And obviously there's a survivor in you too. Um, but can you tell us how you, how you support them and how you, how you support them in finding that spark and that passion? So maybe you can tell us a little bit about Mission Wonder Woman and, and how you help those women.
2: Yes. So uh, after I launched my, my company, I wanted there to be a foundation because I wanted there to be more depth, to what I was doing. And, um, so what I do is I support women who have been trafficked and I've witnessed trafficking in all parts of the world, um, living in the middle East, Mm. um, with, i never witnessed sex trafficking per se, but I've witnessed uh, labor trafficking, which is just as horrific. And, um, and then moving back to Canada and experiencing some things that had happened, um, at that time, uh, I just knew that I wanted to start something that was helping young kids, young girls, young women um, thrive. And so that's why I started Mission Wonder Woman. And all I, and I've started it small, but what I do is I actually go in and I talk with them here in Northwest Florida, um, which is very, very um, rampant for uh, sex trafficking. We have the high, Highway 98, which travels all the way from Texas to South Florida, and it's just, they're flowing, like they're moving the women, um, from location to c- location. Oh so, goodness. um, it's, it's very bad. Um, but I work with in, uh, individual organizations here up in Northwest Florida. I go in, I talk to the girls, I talk to them, like I'm talking to you today and, um, just tell them that, you know, they've got to find a spark. They've got to find a passion and then move forward with it because a lot of them have lost their dignity, their They feel like they don't know what they want to do. Some of them have, um, you know, they've been arrested. So it's difficult to, you know, go into a career. So why not teach them and say, you can take a passion or the purpose that you have, that you feel like you have inside you and turn it into something. Um, So I've provided them with, you know, wellness boxes. um, So I fill them with different vitamins and things that they need for their health journals, journals. Um, you know, skincare, Um, I've gone in and done skincare classes with them because it's important for them to Mm -hmm. know how to take care of their own bodies. Um, And then also, you know, different things like weighted blankets and things like that. So that's what we're doing now, the future what that holds, what I would love to do is actually incorporate an entrepreneur program for them, because that's what they could use to move forward. But you need to have good mental health to move forward. In the things that you want to do, yeah. you know, if that's entrepreneurship or whatever, philanthropy or whatever that is, you need to have a solid mental health core before wow. you move forward. So.
1: so that's such important work that you're doing. And, you know, I'm I we believe truly in corporate plus you know, philanthropy work, it really is such a beautiful combination of two things. And yeah. I love that you're sharing the work that you do around that. And and you touched on mental health, that actually leads us to our next question, because if nothing else, the pandemic has really shone a spotlight on mental wellness and the gaps that we're seeing for people all over the world. Um, You know, I'd love if you could share some of the ways that you protect your own mental well-being and some of those tips that you are sharing um, with others to help move forward in your life and why mental health is so important.
2: That's a good question, because um, I felt like in my 20s and 30s, I mean, we didn't talk a whole lot about mental health then you know, that I'm 44. So people are gonna be like, 20s and 30s, how old is she now? <laughs> 44. So, um, but yes, uh, you know, at those years, I wish, I wish that I had the tools that that are out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, I could have used them then, you know, um, but I take that. And now I, well, you know, a couple of years ago, my my husband now he, I'm re- remarried. He's an Air Force pilot. Um, he was leaving on a deployment, and I still hadn't really discovered. Oh, oh, hold on.
1: <laughs> How did that? Sorry, that's on me. We'll we'll fix that part. Yeah. Can you unmute there, Pam?
2: Yeah. Am I good? Okay, good. So
1: let's start that over. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I went to mute myself because there was noise. Okay. So we'll cut from, we'll tell Fraser to cut in between there. So I'm going to re-ask the question. Okay. Actually, I'll try because I asked it
2: in the moment. But um, Well, I can say because I was starting off saying, um, you know, that Matt – Uh, is an Air Force pilot so actually just start from there yeah yes so um, Matt's an Air Force pilot and he was actually leaving on his first deployment so this let's go back four years ago Um, so I told you you know my 20s and 30s were you know were very challenging let's just say that's probably the best word and we didn't talk a lot about mental health no one did really and um so anyway, when he left on his uh, first deployment, I knew I needed to do something for myself. I needed to do this sort of self-discovery, figure out where life is taking me. Um, I had started doing events um, you had mentioned before for wellness and and all of these things. So I said, I could talk to women all, all day, every day about you know taking care of themselves, but I need to figure that out for myself. What is it that's going to make me a better person so that my mental well-being is is the way that it needs to be for me to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I um I started working out and I was an athlete back I say back in the day in my younger years. Um, I was the first actually the one of the first female boxers in East Canada. Oh, so wow. uh, in New Brunswick, the first in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to fight for the Canadian nationals, but um I steered away from that, uh, you know, in my late teens, but I say I became a born again athlete at the age of 40. And I locked into doing this bodybuilding competition that was when I was Matt left on his deployment. So that was me challenging myself, I wanted to give myself a challenge. And so could I do it? I've had three babies, two C sections, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got I call them tiger stripes everywhere, you know, I got my beautiful tiger stripes from all my beautiful babies. Um, But you know what? I'm going to do a bodybuilding competition. I lived in the middle East for a long time where I never wore a bathing suit. Um, You know, it was, my husband was very conscious about what I was wearing. I'm just going to do it. And so I signed up for it and I worked so hard those for five months But what I discovered most, not just about getting on stage and actually doing something I didn't think I could do, I discovered that I felt absolutely incredible. I felt invincible. I felt, holy crap, I could do anything. And then that day I put on, (laughs) I'm 40 years old, I put on a shiny, sparkly bathing suit. And I walked in high heels on a stage (laughs) in a state that I've never been to I flew to Arizona by myself to do this bodybuilding show and um and I did it and I won I beat oh, wow. you know, <laughs> I beat I have my medals I could have pulled them out here but no I can see them um but I I was you know in that moment I was like this is ext- this is unbelievable I can't believe that I've just done this but what came more out of doing that was I felt honestly invincible because I took care of myself for those months and I haven't stopped. And that has totally shaped my mental health. So people always say, Well, what do you do for mental health? Because there's there's no, you know, one no one box for That's one it. It's different for everyone. You know? Yeah. It for is, sure. it's different for everybody. So um, but for me, it was moving my body taking care and feeding my body, the right things, increasing my water. And sometimes it's such the simplest little mm-hmm. things, but making that shift, um, and doing that every single day, keeping a routine is what did it for me. And I have not stopped. That's I guarantee that's how I have the drive. I feel better today in my forties than I ever did in my twenties. Yeah. And it's because I take care of myself. Um, yeah. And the more you take care of yourself, the healthier your mindset's going to be. So. Well, you,
0: you really are a like you, you don't just walk the walk you you really i don 't even know what the saying is I've probably messed that up terribly, but it's like you you you're not just telling people about what they should be doing it's like you're also doing it and living it like you're you really are doing what you are are preaching as it were, not preaching, but you know what I mean in terms yeah. of advising yeah. others to do and you know the fact that I mean, you, you, this year, was it this year you went to Nepal and you climbed to Mount Everest base camp, and and oh, yeah, like that's year. just last <laughs> year. Like, I remember watching and following your journey on social media, and it was incredible and also mm-hmm. a, a grueling journey. And you talk about the mental, um, you know, the mental. Fitness that you have—that's it. The mental strength just to do that. I would—I'd love to learn a bit more about that. It just looked incredible.
2: (laughs) That was one of the—I said I was giving myself another challenge. So I challenged myself to transform myself. And when I say when I did my my uh, my show, um, you know, I was I was. A little bit overweight so I had extra on me um, and I shredded down so fast I focused on that and I did it and I checked I'm gonna make a pause I'm gonna make a pause sure. oh yeah I, <laughs> my, my son is playing VR in the other room he's, he's getting there. very excited yes yeah, so I'm just gonna tell him <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's the beauty of being a working common. Oh, absolutely. At home. Yeah. You're <laughs> fine. Don't worry. So you so, were, yeah, you shed it down. So I, yeah, just uh, you know, shredded down so fast. And in that moment, I knew I was capable of anything, really capable of doing anything. So last year, um, as you know, I started interviewing a lot of extraordinary women um, and meeting all of these just unbelievable women. And um so I had a meeting with uh, a lady named Sarah I had found her on uh, an app that I was on mm-hmm. last year. And um, so we had a, a chat and I was I would re- you know, I connected with her because she's originally from Iran. She lives here in the United States. Um, but she was telling me about. All of these uh, challenges that she's done for herself. She had gone and, and climbed all of these peaks and done all of these things. And um, I was like, oh my God, she started to like put this little fire in me. She's like, you know, um, I, and by the way, I do not camp. I do not like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I do not climb. Even at the gym, I don't do the Stairmaster. I never did the Stairmaster. And, but she, something was telling me, oh my goodness, she, if she could do it, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. If she's just as big as I am, how how come she could do it? And I can't. And um, then I said, okay. She said, well, I'm thinking about going back to Nepal in October, getting a group of people. Why don't you consider coming with us? And I was thinking, oh my God, I've never climbed a mountain in my life. I'm going to go to Nepal and climb through the Himalayas. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. She goes, yes, you can. So I got off that call and I came home and I said to my husband, I said, babe, I think I'm going to climb Mount Everest. And he looked at me and he laughed so hard. (laughs) He is like, no, you are not. He goes of all the people I know, there's no way you're going to go. It's freezing. He goes, you don't, you know, you don't like to go camping. It's like pulling teeth, trying to get you to go camping. And, um, but I did it. I called her up the next day and I said, I'm going to do it. And from that day, I started climbing. So I I'd go to the gym and I get on the Stairmaster and I challenge myself. So I'd say today I'm going to climb the Eiffel Tower. So I Google how many stairs I'd have to commercial stairs I'd have to do to get to the Eiffel Tower. So I do that on the on the Stairmaster. Yeah, that's and then awesome. I did. You know, I did the uh, Empire State Building So I achieved that. And then I gave myself the Burj Khalifa and I said, I'm going to do Burj Khalifa. So I did that, but then it was, okay, that's the tallest building in the world. So now I've got to start beating that time. So I was training myself to beat the times. And uh, so anyway, I trained so hard and I left on October 16th. I was standing in the Himalayas and I did it and I did it for my own mental fortitude, but for even more with showing women you we can we are capable. I'm only five foot one, I'm yeah. five foot one, I never camped oh I, I shouldn't say never camped. I did when I was little, but <laughs> never climbed mountains, never did any of that, but again I'm doing it and and I did it, so, and I was still scared, I was scared yeah. of the altitude, I was scared that my body wouldn't naturally yeah uh, you know uh, accept the altitudes, but actually it didn't bother me a little bit right before we got to. Um, you know, 17,000 feet. <laughs> wow. but, uh, but then, um, but then I was fine. I was fine. Wow. And I did it. It felt like, oh my God, I can't I even know. tell you how it felt when I got there.
1: What an incredible journey. But okay, can I just say, I was actually on that conversation on Clubhouse. We had, I was part of that panel discussion. And I remember that coming up when Sarah said, you know, you should come with us. Most people, I would be like, oh, that's so nice. Wouldn't that be amazing? And just move on. But you actually did it. Like I committed. Yeah, committed. Yeah, and it just the way your your mental focus shifted like that. Most people do not have that that temperament or even that discipline to do that. So I'm just gonna say right now, I'm gonna just give you a huge pat on the back because that is yeah. a beautiful insanity to have like I just so many people would just shrug that off and you did it. So congratulations. I'm gonna
2: write that down. A beautiful insanity. (laughs) I love (laughs) it but it is. (laughs) And
1: and I just think, you know, you know, we are all part of this wonderful community of women. And how better to inspire and empower someone else by saying, Yeah, fuck it. I did it. Right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And a next one is Kilimanjaro by the way. I'm just going to ask you, what's the next challenge going to be? (laughs) The next one is Kilimanjaro. And if I could do it, and I really wanted to do this last year, by the way, is fly from um, after I got to base camp to Dubai. And I did want to climb the Burj Khalifa because I felt like I could do it. I did it on this. I did it on the Stairmaster. I could do it. um, But I went, I wasn't able to get access for some reason. they weren't letting anybody in the stairwell. So, but I'm testing my connections. So, Hopefully. Love <laughs> Hopefully it. I can find someone who will let me in the stairwell one day and, and I will actually do that climb.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. We'll oh, be rooting for you. You know yeah. that. <laughs> I but
2: can't you know promise. What? When you say like that beautiful insanity, you know what mm-hmm. it is? Is you give yourself, you give yourself a goal and you talk it out into the universe. You, For the universe, I say social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talk it into, into social media, you tell people, I'm going to do this. And yeah. you back down, you do it until you finish it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you just, that's what I do is I come up with this crazy idea. I put it out into the universe. I actually take things sometimes to my walls to inspire me. And I look yeah. at those every day. So whether it's on my fridge, it's how I want to, you know, the muscles that I want to get in certain areas or do or whatever it is. Um, But I give myself those tangible goals Mm -hmm. and I give myself a date because you have to have a solid date. You can't give yourself a window because then things get a little fluffy. (laughs) You give yourself a specific date and you just work until you, you achieve it. And boy, the feeling you get when you make that achievement happen, it's well worth it. Oh yeah. What it looked Incredible.
0: Like I was so proud of you. I was just, oh, it
1: was amazing. I was yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, somehow we've, I mean, we've woven through all kinds of different experiences that have really shaped, you know, who you are now and how you're living your purpose, finding your soul's purpose. I just what a beautiful journey that you've had. Um When you mentioned that you've, you know, you've kind of landed on this job now of sharing other women's stories, this purpose of amplifying the way we do, right? This purpose of sharing the the journeys that other women have had. Are there a couple that really stand out to you that you'd love to share with our audience today?
2: Um, There actually are. So I have these two um, amazing women that are always at the top of my thought process whenever I think of anything. One, um, her name is Ewa um, Mabuli. She was actually in one of my rooms. I don't know if she was in the day that you were there, but she was tuning in from Cameroon, Africa. And we had connected. Uh, She started an organization called the Survivors Network in Cameroon. And so we connected just because of the Survivors Network originally. Mm -hmm. And then as we started talking, this is, it blows my mind every time she was trafficked to kuwait in 2015 mm. and when i say traffic it was by a friend of hers who told her that she- there was a uh, teaching job there she was going to go there get a great job work there for about a year and then come back and um, support her mom she got there to the airport and it was not a teaching job she was taken as a um housekeeper and made to do horrific things in that house. But the reason that it touched me so much is that's when I went back to Kuwait. I was in Kuwait in 2015. Um, I was a single mom um, in Kuwait at that time working at the hospital, but it killed me because she was sharing her stories and the dates. And I was thinking back at the dates that I was there and I knew the area that she was living in. And all I could think was, oh my God, like, I, I wish I knew I would have come and saved you, yeah. you know, and I would have done this, but we connected on that level um, because I could understand the situation she was in. But anyway, she's now conquering all of that. She's taken her experience, that horrific experience, and turned it into something powerful where she's helping um, women in Cameroon uh, not only escape from other countries, but thrive Um, there through different uh, programs and things she's been awarded by, and they flew her here to the United States, the Obama foundation. Um, She was honored with them. Um, She's just honestly like one of the most extraordinary women I've ever met. And she's my friend now. And I just love her. So I love to share her story. And then another uh, incredible woman, one Sarah, my friend, Sarah, that I went to Nepal Mm -hmm. with, um, she actually just climbed to the summit so she conquered Mm -hmm. the summit of Everest literally last month um she tried to do that in 2015 when the earthquake hit and she got stuck on the ice wall for eight days before they rescued her and um so it took her that many years to actually attempt it again um but after we got back from the last trip she she decided it's time for me to try it again and she did it wow she's like one of my superheroes. Um, <laughs> and then actually I have a third, but it's Seray Kumelo and you've got to look her up. She's Seray Kumelo. She's okay. originally from Zambia. Um, she lives in South Africa. Um, extraordinary woman, um, does so much for, um, the libraries and the children and, and, um, literacy in uh, South Africa and all around Africa, but she's a Guinness world record holder. She's summited all seven seven summits for women empowerment. She's also summited Everest. She was the first woman from Zambia to to summit on her third try. She tried three times and almost, Second time, she almost died on the mountain and then went back again and did it just so she could conquer it. Yeah. So uh, I, I cry smokes. sometimes when I talk to her, <laughs> yeah. but she, she, that it's these women that give me my fire. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I'm doing great things. These women are doing extraordinary, yeah. things. but it's, but you know, it's someone could be listening to this conversation and thinking, oh, you know, Pam's done some great things at my level and it inspires them for me it's these women yeah. and um yeah it's just oh my goodness there's so I could list a whole bunch but those are i say my top three I'd say I oh, love three. it thank <sighs> you
1: for sharing those
2: yeah oh, I'm feeling like we can do anything
1: just listening to them <laughs> I know <laughs>
2: that's what it does right Holy. and the thing is they're no different than me you me and you they're mm-hmm. no different they just I know have so, they had the drive. Yeah. You've got to find it. You know, once we find it, we can do anything. We think we can't sometimes, but we can.
0: Yeah. You know. It's um it's just great sharing the stories and sharing what other people are doing and providing that support. It's mm-hmm. it really is so empowering and so inspiring for ourselves to and their listeners to go off and, and do things. So um I love it. I always find these conversations just just great.
1: Thank love you it. for sharing all that. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Ooh, so we have lots of good stuff for our listeners today. But no, I I love it too. I love that we can we can be on the same purpose driven mission together and have such wild experiences and and meet so many different women. And you know you've touched on something really important was just this idea of network. So, you know, anyone who's listening, really the idea that you never know where life is going to take you. One interaction with one person can open up millions of different doors and opportunities. So I love that you you touched on that today. And just, this is, this is how we met. This is how we connected, right? Just And you never know what can come. So I love, you know, that we can have this conversation today and share that with everyone. All right, we do have to get to some rapid fire questions before we close this off. Yeah. (laughs) This is a long one today. It's been so good. It's been wonderful. All right, we're going to start with the first one. Grace is going to dive right in. Okay. I'm going to ask which one shall I ask? Okay.
0: Theme song. If there was one song that was your theme song, what would it be?
2: Girl on Fire. Oh, good Good choice. Yeah. (laughs) Good choice.
1: (laughs) All right, now this might be tricky because you've been all over the place, but where is your favorite place in the world to be?
2: I'd say Tuscany. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I would. Um, yeah, everybody has to go. (laughs) You have to go. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Yes, it is, and
1: simple, right? Just makes you feel so. And good wine, good olive oil. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) those are important.
1: What was your favorite
0: subject at school?
2: Oh, Lord. Um, Environmental studies.
1: Oh.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite. I did really well in that class.
1: That's good to know. Mm
2: -hmm. When was the last time you did something for the first time? When was the last time I did something for the first time? Probably Nepal. Or no, you know what? Doing some tech work that I've never attempted to do because I am not tech savvy. So getting in the back end of a website and tackling some of the hardest tech things I didn't think I could do and figuring it out that was that was pretty awesome. So I did that last month. So that's probably that. Love it.
1: Also, oh, like coding and everything. Now I love. Oh, it.
2: I, I wouldn't say that much. But yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Um, when was the last time you got into trouble for something?
2: Oh, boy. Uh.
0: Or what was the last thing that you got into trouble for?
2: Well, the one that, like, I mean, there's probably little things over the last couple of years. But um, when I was, we were living on base in New Jersey, I was driving through the security gate. And I was holding my phone on a conversation on speakerphone. But I figured because I'm on speakerphone, it's okay. But they still wrote me up for using my cell phone, even though my car was stopped at the security gate. <laughs> you weren't allowed to do that. Even though there were big signs that said no cell phone use, um, I was still oblivious. So yes, I got a ticket for holding my phone through a security gate going through a military base. <laughs> oh my gosh. You wouldn't think though,
1: so, but that's interesting. Yes. Uh, okay. There's two questions. I have that we want to make sure we ask and they're the first two on our list. So I'm going to ask one, then Grace is going to close it off. Mine is what do you wish more women would do for themselves?
2: I wish more women would really, and this is as simple as it is, just take care of themselves and it's as simple as that. And when I say take care of yourself, I mean, move your bodies, um, find what gets your adrenaline moving, um, find something that makes you want to get out of bed every single day. Yeah. Because once you can get out of bed with a real drive for the day, you can do anything. So mm. I would say that.
0: That's good advice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. And, last one there. And,
2: and have a big glass of water when you get up. Don't start start your day without having a huge glass of water. Nourish your body body before you have a cup of coffee. There.
1: Good call.
0: (laughs) And what is your word for the year?
2: That's a good one too. Um, Determination. I'm probably more determined today than I have ever been in my whole life. So I'd say determination. I love it
1: you've made it very clear. You are a very determined person. And I, I'm so thankful that you joined us here today, um, that we got to share your journey with some of our listeners. You know, we've loved you for a long time, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great for us to know that, you know, anyone out there that hadn't connected with you before is learning more about you. So, for those that are listening, please go find out more about Pamela. You can go check out her website. We'll make sure all the credentials are in the bio um, for this podcast episode and just learn more about this amazing woman and the work she's doing. We're big fans of yours, Pamela. We can't wait to see what you do next and, um, you know. and vice versa. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Right. Well, we're on the same path. And this is why it's so important to cheer each other on, because the more we can do to uplift and support one another, there is no limit to what we can do as women. So,
2: Agreed. 100%. Uh, Well,
1: thank you for being here for everyone listening. Please, you know, if you love this and you were inspired, please feel free to share this podcast episode with three other women who you think would benefit because that's what we're all here to do is to continue to spur each other on. Don't forget to review and rate us. And until next time, we hope that you continue to be inspired and empowered to go out there and live your life to the fullest. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.